0: Hi, I'm Shamar Griffith, codename Comic Shams. And I'm Andrew Tejada, codename Arate. I'm a blurred with a love for artwork and comics and animation.
1: And I'm a writer in blurred with a love for pretty much the same things.
0: We grew up together and spent much of our formative years watching and talking about DC
1: superhero shows and content. In fact, we still do. Every episode, we will discuss a DC production, compare it to its original source material, and share our thoughts on the adaptation. We've enjoyed our conversations these past couple of decades, and we think you will too. This season, we're looking at 16 years of DC animated movies to see which stories are sweet and which ones are sour on... Yet another DC animated podcast, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
0: Welcome to yet another episode of yet another DC Animated Podcast. My name is Shamar Griffith, codenamed Comic Shams. And I am Andrew Tejada,
1: codenamed Arate. Andrew and I have known each other since 1996. That was the year Dunstan Checks In, the movie, dropped on movie theaters, VHS, I, I think, at the same time. I don't know. I, I, I figured <laughs> how the release works. Ooh, it's a good thing you weren't talking about Gordy. Um. No, no, God, not Gordy. <laughs> No, this chimp was just a jewel thief that tried to steal jewels at a hotel, <laughs> but meets a boy with a dog and decides to change his evil ways.
0: Isn't that the plot of the the Wayne's Brothers Little Man movie?
1: <laughs> I think I think so, and I think it's the plot of about 50 other movies. Mm, got
0: it, got it, got it. Um, you know, I guess Air Bud is the only one that was on the straight and arrow from the very beginning, but <laughs> he's got those endorsements. You can't risk that. <laughs> Oh man, but we are talking about so many pets because um, we bit the bullet. We decided yet another DC animated podcast, went to the movies, and we saw DC's League of Super Pets.
1: Yeah, this is a, uh, we don't know when the next time it'll be a DC animated film will get a wide release like this. So, you know, (laughs) we gotta, we gotta pounce on it while the opportunity's there. Uh, You know, it's not like we're gonna get, it, um, you know, Marvel has El Muerto and Spider-Verse 2 and amazing Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse coming out soon, I'm sure. But, you know, DC, we got to take advantage of these rare opportunities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with DC League of Super Pets, um, first off, just going to set the
0: scene real quick. We bought tickets for this. And um, at the time we bought the tickets, we were the only ones that had bought tickets for this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a, exactly a fight to get into the theaters. Yeah, no, no. But when we got there, there were people there, uh, families and whatnot. So um, it's a I would say that, like, you know, people are actually going to go see this movie. And we're going to talk about the movie that had a runtime of one hundred and five minutes, which I feel like is pretty long for a kid's movie, unless I'm just getting old.
1: No, no, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty like 90 minutes. is pretty typical. Or less because animation's... yeah, <laughs> okay, that too. Yeah, it just seemed like it was longer than 90 minutes. So I was just
0: like, hold on now, this is they're putting time in this, they put an effort, they're like dedicated to the story <laughs> exposition. Um, but we got Jared Stern directing this film. This is the second animated feature of DC's Super Pets in some way, shape, or form. It's been released. Um, first core memory of mine is crypto the super Dog, the 2005 animated series used to air on the wb on saturday mornings uh the main plot of our film is that man's best friend is worried about losing his best friend so he teams up with a ragtag team of pets that no one else wants and this cast is just so star-studded that's um you know what i'm going to try to go through it really fast like that turtle fast actually. <laughs> So we got Dwayne the Rock Johnson voicing Crypto, Kevin Hart voices Ace, Kate McKinnon is Lulu, John Krasinski is Superman, Vanessa Bayer is PB the Potbelly Pig, Natasha Leon is Merton the Turtle, Diego Luna is Chip, Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz are voicing some guinea pigs. You'll know Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog, um, the good one, not the crazy looking one that we saw in like the <laughs> Chip Rescue Rangers and also the <laughs> free stuff uh keanu reeves is batman mark maron is lex olivia wilde is lois Jamila jamil before being titana and she hulk voices wonder woman here i think it's a really great choice to be honest um jermaine clement is aquaman john early is the flash david diggs kadasha polanco or cyborg and jessica cruz green lantern and then wrapping up the list we got keith david maya erskine yvette nicole brown alpha Molina, and finally we were talking about this person very recently because of thor love and thunder lena Heedy. Stacked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just absolutely ridiculously stacked. And uh yeah, they're like we're pulling everybody in for this DC movie, <laughs> not putting it into live action anymore.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? If you can get that many like star-studded people in one place for an animated movie, I'm down. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we got everything for the film, um, we're
0: gonna do a quick one this time around, just because it is still a relatively new film and you know, just we want to talk about more so our experience watching it, and then we'll dedicate about maybe ten minutes of just non-spoiler reviews of it, and then the last ten minutes for anybody who's truly interested. After hearing our review, um, we'll talk about that. So you can just pause at that ten-minute mark and then go watch the movie, and then come on back to listen to us.
1: Yeah. So yeah, like we said, the plot basically, the the emotional journey here is that Crypto has been Superman's dog for so long. Now with Lois coming into the mix, he is becoming more anxious that he will no, no longer be that one anchor Clark has and trust uh, to be around. And at the same time, we have these animals that uh, get superpowers from Orange Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all get out of the shelter. One of them is evil. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the... Crypto has to team up with the other pets to take down um, the one evil guinea pig Lulu, Mm -hmm. because at the time Lulu had found a way to incapacitate uh, Superman. So, and for that matter, some other heroes too. So now it is entirely up to the pets to figure out what their abilities are, how to use them and get Superman and of the other safety.
0: Yeah, and it is a full Justice League affair like everybody does get captured. Um it is heavily focusing on uh the pets and crypto learning what it's like to have friends because you know you kind of treated his relationship with Superman like the stereotypical like you know he's my person therefore he can't be friends with anybody else and I can't be friends with anybody else and that's the running story arc of it where it's just like crypto just needs to you know find friends and you could tell Superman's like really worried about this um it does make for some sometimes like great visual gags I think because there's a lot of moments in which uh is even talking with Lois and he's trying to like bond with her connect with her he doesn't want crypto in the way and also the animals talk in this universe but only talk to each other so that is why they're not really communicating with their human counterparts in any way, shape or form. So Superman's trying to do like the more of the social cues to get crypto to go away. And then there's just like randomly at times other dogs and pets who are explaining the situation. And this is just causes the anxiety that crypto is just feeling. And I think this is a, fun little moments just because you get a chance to see the rock kind of like dial it down a bit from being the super macho guy jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper or flying helicopters and all that shit to oh sorry i realize this is a kid's version of the film now so all that (laughs) crap um so he's like now leaning into this more like friendly guy like he's always a friendly guy but it's just like really friendly persona and teaming up with like Kevin Hart, I think it's just like the typical dynamic of they really bounce well off of each other. Um, and we see that a lot between crypto and ACE who are, you know, L in some way, like friends, reluctant friends that eventually become best friends because they also, they're also running thing too. It's like ACE is teaching crypto. What is it like to be a dog and not just like a super dog?
1: Yeah. Like crypto, legitimately has more saves than Superman in the DCEU. Like mm-hmm. he, he's got, he's out here saving lives every day. Um, so, you know, him adjusting to hanging out with normal dogs and less exceptional people is a big adjustment for him. So, yeah, that's the crux of the plot. And I I, I think, you know, it's kind of a fairly typical kind of animal story kind of thing um, or, you know, a Boss Baby-esque very <laughs> story, mm, if you yeah. will. Um, <laughs> but I, I think what really makes this average average kind of setup really great is it's honestly the humor in this movie. Um, we, you know, we go into it knowing there there'll probably be a few gags at the heroes. There'll probably be some moments of comedy, but there are legitimate deep 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 cuts that i was not expecting um for example there's a a moment where ace and crypto meet and ace quickly realizes this is no regular dog he tries to move crypto and nothing works so ace fakes a heart attack and I'm like, are y'all doing a Dark Knight Returns part two reference where Batman fakes a heart attack in front of Superman to get him off his like how this is what are you doing? This is crazy. I think
0: that along with the um, there's a also another small joke about just like the the history of Superman not being picked up on the fact that Clark is Superman where um there's a moment in which when ace meets crypto for the first time he sees so this is in the trailer so it's not much so much of a spoiler but crypto does wear glasses in his identity his secret identity as bark kent um and during this point he's talking with ace who is you know they for their first encounter and ace mentions something that triggers crypto to the point where he feels like he needs to jump into super dog mode and as he does so Ace is like, come on, I know you're the same dog. And he's like, what? I am not the same dog at all. He's just like, you you literally look like the same dog. Like, just because you took off your glasses doesn't mean anything.
1: Mythology gags are great. Um, Mm. they, They definitely go as far as they can. There's this one, the turtle character, is constantly cursing. And that may sound like we're joking, but no, they beep her out multiple Mm -hmm. times and (laughs) there's no commentary on it she just curses and that's the thing she curses and she hits on pretty much every object she sees (laughs) and that's just her character
0: and it's a great they're all great scenes dealing with this person with the turtles um cursing because as we were in the theater you know, the kids were, I think some kids got it. Like, older kids got the the fact that, like, the beef means it's a curse. But parents were dying. We were laughing. Like, we were definitely not the only ones laughing in this theater. Um, because there were some, again, just, like, her cursing, I think, was just so, like, so wild and unexpected that we were like, okay, DC clearly doesn't care anymore. We're going to add a cursing turtle because... Honestly, I want a movie with her now. Just, just going through, running through things and cursing.
1: That just like the flash of, a, it just runs by. <laughs> <laughs> what the is going on over here? <laughs> and then runs away. And in terms of uh, vocal work, I think everyone is does a stellar job here. I think, um, yeah, Jamila Jamil playing one of the most jacked Wonder Women we oh have ever God. seen. Um, she is the second most jacked individual. Uh, we we don't won't want to reveal the first one. Um, but <laughs> that's a that's a surprise. Best save for the movie. But she she's an easy second. Um, her mm-hmm. th- arms are huge, mm-hmm. and I remember we were she, sitting yeah. there and being like, "Damn, <laughs> <laughs> there it is, the most jacked." <laughs> but everyone's having a ball. Um, I think definitely. You got to give a shout out to Kate McKinnon, uh, mm-hmm. playing her second DC <laughs> villain, <laughs> second animal themed yes. DC villain, uh, with her performance as Lulu, the guinea pig, who has a very interesting backstory and connection to Lex that mm-hmm. drives a lot of the plot forward. And i i did I didn't like what they did with her because uh, it was an interesting angle to go about it. It's it's not just as simple as Lex having had a guinea pig that happened to want to be evil. They go deeper into some psychology and it's it's very interesting to see what impression she takes from her owner and Mm -hmm. why she is willing to straight up kill the Justice League. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I I also agree. The voice work is amazing. Kate McKinnon really killed it. I think that a lot of her scenes, I was surprisingly on the edge of my seat. Um, Also, I think that for in terms of the Super Pets, they were also, was like a great dynamic between everybody as well. That whole team was great. Like, we know that The Rock and Kevin Hart were going to have a great dynamic. And it's just because they've been in so many movies together. They tour and all that stuff together. But then we had... um, vanessa byers the pot belly pig who has some really surprisingly great lines in terms of just like recognizing her own self-worth as you know granted it's a it's a big pig like yeah. <laughs> a pig who um again from the trailer we know that she is able to change her shape and size so i think there's like a lot of tie-in dealing with like body awareness a little bit there um but i think for me the the some of the best voice acting came from Diego Luna, which I was super surprised about because you don't really, you kind of pick up on his voice in Chip the Squirrel, which also I'm wondering, like, why was a squirrel a pet? Like, I don't don't think that's normally how that works. (laughs) But he has this, like, really great arc about basically anxiety issues, which is wild. And I did love the fact that we got a chance to see um, his character grow and his own hearing his own dialogue understanding fear and um eventually how that turns him from being the scared squirrel to somebody that wants to stand up and defend his friends and save the world and save also the justice league
1: yeah he everyone really gets some nice development, even the turtle um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it really they lean heavily on ace. Ace's development and his relationship with Crypto and again we don't want to give away everything but Ace has an amazing and dark backstory that um, he won't we won't measure up to the pearls exactly you know in Crime Alley but it definitely makes sense as to why his character is that way it's very very sad very like Mm Pixar-esque circumstances that drive him and explain why he is how he is. And uh, yeah, his whole. Character is based on giving other people hope. Ironically, you know, he's trying to get he's saying all these animals, you'll get into a farm one day, we'll have an enjoyable time. So he's trying to hold it together while carrying all this internal darkness, which is real deep (laughs) for a kid's. movie. and it really works. Um, I'll also say again going back to the comic book and gags look at every frame in this movie carefully because there are so many hidden jokes Um, Mm -hmm. one was a a news headline that goes wealthy person actually goes to jail (laughs) (laughs) when uh, you can guess who got arrested at some point and uh, you know Lois Lane has a show called Pick a Lane Uh, there's like so much crammed into the background every frame of this movie um is is good it, it, with filled with detail and the animation is clean it's crisp it's very um it it's it's pretty much standard what you expect standard from a kids movie nowadays that has mm-hmm. like a decent budget but the fun thing about it is that since we're in the super powered world um you can really feel everyone's having like fun knocking crypto through buildings and yeah throwing ace the bat hound through a wall you know it it's very it's k- kind of a nice mix of something you don't usually see with this level of animation mhm
0: and also um you know i keep stressing this a lot too is like i agree with you 100% but the other thing too is like um as we get older we're told to pull away from cartoons and animation like we gotta lean into the the dramatized stuff and here it is that we were able to include as you were mentioning ace's backstory it was just like that was that was deep that was like it really tied in well with his character his motivations all that and the other part of it too is just like um that i was thinking of is like we're told to pull away from this stuff yet this stuff is catching up to us um There are so many times where it's just like there are some good jokes for the adults and every single animated show like it doesn't have to be where in the past it was just like the adults have to get it because so we have to make it like like a hidden meaning, whether it be like a dark, funny thing you can make fun of or, or or like just like dark comedy in a way. This time around, they really heavily leaned into all the canon stuff, like you mentioned, all the little Easter eggs. Some of the dialogue itself is just, like, we're not even just talking about DC history. There are mentions where it's, like, even, like, Marvel connections come up. There are mentions about the storytelling within superheroes and all that kind of stuff. Like, I there's that one moment that was just, like, yeah, y'all definitely are making fun of this one particular hero right now. Like, and it's not a DC hero. So... Yeah. I think that's where it's just like they know once again, the writers, the producers, they know that kids are probably going to drag their parents to this. And this is a good time because if you are a super, super parent in any way, shape or form, um, you're going to enjoy this film because me not even having kids and you know i'm into the dc stuff i enjoyed this film and it was like not even just because of all the references it's because of the way the storytelling was going and how they like connected with me in a little ways, shapes and forms of like here's this easter egg here's this comment where it's just like if you know you know kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i i think that they just hit the nail on the head when it came to this one because of the fact they knew that like you know, we got the stars of the cast. We want to make sure it's fun and entertaining for both kids and adults. And for anybody like us who is like dedicated to the DC animation world.
1: Now we will do a few spoilers. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. put in the timestamp. We'll let it bet in very seamlessly about <laughs> later about mm-hmm. where you can skip before. So if you just want to hear our, our rating, um, we'll give you the timestamp to do that. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the spoilers, some spoiler sections. Uh, the the gag with the superpowered guinea pigs is probably <laughs> one of the best of the movie. Just the thought of, like, we got the Fantastic Four of guinea pigs, plus yes. a few extra <laughs> um, that stay throughout the movie and have, like, a crisis of conscience in the- mm-hmm, near the mm-hmm. end. <laughs>
0: i i think this is just some of my favorite things because i wasn't expecting them to lean into like lulu's army is going to be a band of guinea pigs who um also one of our most jack character does fall into this band of um this legion of pigs i don't know what to call them <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's just hilarious to see and the fact that um they even also get a chance to have some dialogue as i mentioned we had um thomas Middleditch and ben schwartz Two these two guys i think they have also a um improv show in which they just like really riff off of each other and have an opportunity to do that again but now as guinea pigs and i'm pretty sure that a lot of these lines weren't even scripted for them they were just like here's the script do whatever you want
1: yeah the, the fire and ice well mm-hmm. fire and water by the end of the fire movie and water, yeah <laughs> uh, wait is that are they supposed to be uh what what is the pure Heroes? Oh fire, it is fire. And oh, ice. yeah,
0: fire and ice. Yeah. Oh yeah. crap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is that a fire <laughs> and ice reference?
0: Yep. Um, did they even realize that. Yep. Um, eventually they the only reason why I think I didn't think about that is like uh they eventually do get adopted. A lot in the end of the movie, all the pets do get adopted, and they get adopted by Cyborg and Aquaman, respectively. <laughs> so
1: yeah, yeah that. The Aquaman makes more sense than Cyborg. <laughs>
0: but- yeah, I was. Oh, so I was confused about that one. I was just like, there are definitely other heroes like pulling Firestorm. But you know what? We had Cyborg with his half Afro. Oh,
1: my God. Firestorm <laughs> would have been perfect. <laughs> um, The random this is random, but the Keith David dog, as mm-hmm. Dog L. Yes. What? <laughs> 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 it's like, can you do this more? <laughs>
0: Yes, I need more dog out Like I was not expecting Keith David to to pop up in this movie yet. So Dog out isn't canon to the comics, but Crypto does have a uh, a father. Um I think what was that? I was looking this up recently. It was like it's like Ditto or v- Ripto is like the his like parents thing they like they actually tracked it back to his great grandfather. Oh. And they all have a very similar name to crypto. It's just like changing around the first letter or so, and but it is never has ever been as far as I could tell. Doc L, but honestly, I need Doc L to be canon.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh. And speaking of canon, um, I I I did love their approach to the escape from Krypton. Mm-hmm. That um. Crypto tasked himself with taking care of Clark um as they got sent away in the rocket together um and luckily he didn't end up in the phantom zone for 12 years you know <laughs> and no one just questions why his dog has lived for over 30 years Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah i um as soon as this moment happened i
0: was just like uh canon ruined but it honestly makes way more sense because a lot of the times it was always like um a lot of the super family members I'm talking about Supergirl and crypto as well. They just popped up later in Clark's life. Like they were, they were found somewhere else. And to have it be that Clark had an opportunity to grow up with crypto makes way more sense um, because I was thinking that they were going to go the route of the old television series where um, crypto again, gets stuck in the phantom zone in some way, shape or form. And then once he's released um time has passed superman has already been actualized so he ends up meeting this kid who and then during their journey they're like trying to find out find his owner and then this is when crypto smells superman for the first time and realizes that it's his boy so to have it now that like superman grows up with crypto it makes more sense in the storytelling for crypto and why he's so attached to superman
1: yeah yeah this it this is much more seamless then oh you smell good (laughs) uh in terms of power scaling this movie will either make you if you're a fan of like figuring that kind of stuff out you will either laugh or tear your hair out because (laughs) the power scaling in this movie is insane like crypto dodges lightning when he has no superpowers Mm -hmm. which i'm like what is is your reaction time that crazy (laughs) um Lulu one-shots the Justice League like <laughs> bro
0: I still can't and whoop Superman like she pulled the metallo we've been talking
1: about metallo um giving Superman else she shoots Superman with kryptonite and, and like is able to go toe to toe with him in a battle and then once she reaches her kaiju form is just <laughs> destroying everybody at once uh yeah and I do like and I love when um as a mini part of the defeat when cyborg is put on airplane mode. (laughs) (laughs) That's just beautiful.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, I will share that. um, I think there were just like really just one issue that I think people will have with this movie. And this is really just for comic book green lantern fans. Um, So we do mention that there is chip, the squirrel, He um, he has the power over electricity and, but his main story arc is that he um, ends up like, you know, he has this moments of feeling so afraid of the world and he's in his head a lot. He's like, you you can see him go through his anxiety attacks during the entire film. Um, Eventually he does end up um, one. He straightens out his eyes. Uh, I think that was a visual gag that I just loved. And the other part of it too, is that when he finally steps up, Um, he gets saved by Green Lantern and the two of them bond leading into Chip becoming Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern's pet. And he gets his own ring and um, Green Lantern suit. So for DC comic fans, I'm pretty sure that some of them are going to be upset over the fact that, you know, Chip the squirrel, who is a, um, who is an actual Green Lantern gets downgraded a bit here to just being a super pet with not having the same powers as his comic book counterpart.
1: Yeah, I guess it's equivalent of like you have Peter Parker in a Spider-Man movie, but he's uh, just a dude who works at Starbucks. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they uh, I I mean, I liked it. I like
0: the I like to change a little bit because the other part of it, too. This is like at first I was a little upset and I was like, you know what? This is a different world. It's still a little weird that we have a squirrel as a pet. But you know what? We have a squirrel as a pet. Therefore, we can change the story up a bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, valid. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It does serve the plot well to have him, even though like a squirrel and adoption agency is also really crazy when you think about it yes like, who the hell is adopting a squirrel they're not domesticated <laughs> um, but uh i was just gonna ask what is your favorite joke of the movie
0: oh ah uh, my gosh this was my favorite joke of all time uh so at the end of the film lulu's been defeated um the super dog pulls off this um, solar paw punch, which honestly is a Dragon Ball Z move now that I'm thinking oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's that's
1: Super <laughs> Dragon Fist right there. Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so at the end of the film, all the pets are teaming up with a different Justice League member as they start to get adopted by them. Um, Ace and Batman get the chance to start talking. And um, I think it was a Batman starts telling him that, like, you know, he doesn't want a dog. He that needs to he's a lone hero he works by himself except for the bat family which includes robin nightwing red hood batgirl and the entire fight is the entire conversations everywhere are still going on and batman is still listing out this list of the people he teams up with And he even says even that one guy that morgan freeman played and we're like i'm sorry did you just reference <laughs>
1: the random dark knight in another film and it was made sense so Dark Knight is canon in this universe? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, right, like, is it a movie, a TV show, or did it actually happen for him? <laughs> I think he watched it. I would think he went to the theaters and watched Dark Knight. Keanu Bruce. <laughs> this is this is not even our Bruce Wayne. This is just, like, this dude is just, like, a random dude changed his name to Bruce Wayne and started creating a new backstory for himself. <laughs> what about you? What was your favorite joke? Um, I, As much as I did like the... When at the end, when the near the end, when they the top of Lex's office takes off as a rocket and they go, all billionaires have rockets on the top floor of their office. And Batman's like, yeah, it's it's true. Um, <laughs> but I I think their best their best joke was the the little kitten that they turn mm. Freddy Krueger and they, they have they have them um, going like. One, two, coming for you after the super pets. And this kid is also very willing to kill them with his furball grenades and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, just a little moment where he goes, super pets, come out and play. I'm like, y'all put in a Warriors (laughs) Freddy Krueger reference. Come on now. This is a it work. (laughs) Yeah. And it worked. That cat was definitely going to kill them.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, that cat was his name Whiskers, I think it was. Um, yeah, don't give your cats like missiles. Like this cat was shooting out missiles from his tails. His whiskers, my oh my! Wait, I forgot about this one. Um, this cat was able to cough up fur balls that were grenades.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I've never been more afraid of cats since that day.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's there. That's uh, another skill you didn't know. Cats know this one crazy trick, <laughs> and. Before we give our rating, we have to talk about it, the live action slash animated crossover question mark. Because <laughs> in the post credit scene, uh, Black Adam mm-hmm. shows up with his dog, uh, and Black Adam's dog is also voiced by The Rock talking to um. Crypto, um, and just si- emphasizing he's going to be an anti hero. So, is this is this the opener is this going to be the crisis on infinite pets is this this is where it starts
0: (laughs) i have no doubt about it i honestly believe this was some of the greatest the fact that the rock came through into the dc universe and just like he was like you know what i'm going to voice three characters in this whole entire in your entire universe. you're going to just have to be fine with it i i loved it um it also it was also a visually cool scene too cuz like they animated Black Adam to look exactly like how the rock is going to supposed to look but the thing is that you don't, you don't see his face you only see the back of his head and um i don't really know what black adam's dog's name would be i'm i'm assuming we're just going to go with um um what was it i guess black black dog I don't know. <laughs> black <laughs> lightning's <laughs> taken yeah black <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I loved this whole entire scene. There are two post-credit scenes, so um definitely stick around to the entire end. Um, but this is the last one. And they that dialogue in between the two of them is just like what's the difference between an anti-hero and a villain? I it really does open up the door, just like we really do need to reassess this because it uh, their conversation made sense and just the voice work and like showing that like crypto versus uh, black dog here as they were like talking it through it shows that how versatile the rock is trying to become with being a, a voice actor now it definitely did sound exactly the same but i think the inflection of the tone created a more menacing dog here for our black dog here
1: yeah and it it will also be wild if for the live action black animal movie he actually does turn out to be because they it's questionable whether he's going to be a, a straight out villain or not so mm-hmm. if he does turn out to be an anti-hero, we can go back and say, Super Pets called it first.
0: Yep. yep. <laughs> right, be- right before Crisis on Infinite Pets. Yes.
1: <laughs> if that's not the second film, if that is not the... <laughs> Super Pets I need team. that. Crisis on Infinite Pets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um, yeah, this for me is a... Uh, it was such such a fun movie. So um, I guess now it's time for the rating. But before we do so... We need to talk about um, another podcast that you should be listening to from the Forgotten Entertainment family. Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts?
1: Then check out Crackin' One Open, a podcast about brews, news and pop culture reviews.
0: Every week we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it,
1: the history of the brew and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes. And while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings on in the world of pop culture.
0: So check out and when open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. DC League of Super Pets. We saw it in theaters. We were some of the first people to buy our tickets for that particular showing. And we saw that it almost packed up, packed the theater or rather packed up half of the theater or quarter of the theater. <laughs> but
1: uh, what are you giving DC League of Super Pets? Uh, I'm going to say, and, and keep in mind, in terms of scaling uh, for animated superhero movies, um, Spider-Verse is 100 out of 10. Just mm. to keep keep that in scale before I say my answer. But I think I think Super Pets is honestly, I, I'll be so bold to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I think you definitely get what they promise you which is all these super pets doing quirky things, but the amount of deep cuts, the commitments to backstory, the love you can tell the writers had for the franchise and um, as a whole, and really wanting to tell a really decent, coherent story because no exaggeration, this movie was more coherent and emotionally sound and had more development than some of the full-length DC animated movies we've seen, mm-hmm. which is absolutely bonkers. You know, it's like, how is this more coherent than uh what was it, Battle Throne of Atlantis? Like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> like or Wonder Woman Bloodlines.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I was trying not to pick on Wonder Woman Bloodlines again today, but <laughs> but yeah, th- this is like more coherent, more development than Throne of Atlantis and a better Aquaman. Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, if it it will rely, there are a few jokes just for kids and um, that are like skewing towards kids. And then it's, uh, it's not going to reinvent the wheel, but I do think if you are a DC fan and you go and check this out, you're going to really have a great time for the gags, for the characters. And, and surprisingly, I would not mind seeing these characters again, doing something, Mm Like we said, Crisis on Infinite Pets. I I would be there for this. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's where I am. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to also scale this as well.
0: Um, For me, Teen Titans Go to the Movies is a 10 out of 10 animated DC production. Um, This here is a strong 8.5 bordering 9 for me. I think, you know, it's not only the 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 voice acting was great, the surprisingly, because of the fact that it's just like I typically don't necessarily like the um, the idea sometimes when we get big name actors that probably have never done voice work really to do um, to do an animated film, because sometimes it's just like it's just the same actors voice saying things. So it's nothing really big about that like sometimes it does take like a finesse of somebody who's probably been working in a long time but the dynamic between everybody and all that is strong and that's why i do appreciate the fact that um they really heavily leaned into the storytelling the um the scenarios and i think that was is what brought it up for me especially because um you know going into this film this film was already delayed a couple times like a lot of dc films it was just like no I kept thinking no one's going to care about this no one it's a movie with your with like top bill people that you're just trying to make money off of but honestly this movie deserves more money than it probably will make unfortunately so I it's a leaning in 8.5 leaning into nine and the other part of it too is just like again you will have fun I don't think there's going to be a person who will go into this movie and hate unless you like absolutely hate animated films and you don't give this movie a chance at all that's the only reason why i can see why you will hate this movie um they heavily lean into just so many different aspects it's not just a superhero story it's also just a story about friendships how to build them and there's also like pet owners i feel will also like this because yes it does paint cats in a very evil way but we'll be honest (laughs) Um, so, like, dog owners are probably gonna love this. Cat owners are probably gonna be like, yeah, I can see some of the stuff that you're trying to do, but you know. But either way, I I think this is a strong addition to the DC animated world. Um, I do want to see some continuation of it. Like at the end of it, I was just like, damn, you know, like it's probably not gonna happen. But like, if they do another movie, most of the time when uh, we get movies like this, it immediately leads into an animated series spinoff. So if that happens. That is great. I'm actually kind of looking out to see if that actually does happen. Like, you know, eventually the characters' voices will change because of the fact that we can't have the Rock voice crypto the super dog the entire time, though I'm pretty sure they'd be open to it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that this is going to be a great... This is a great addition. I hope that it doesn't um, end here, or at least we get some kind of, like, animated series, because, I mean, they did it with... um, They did it with Baymax for... The disney plus show and i think that we're getting an understanding now that like some of these characters in these animated films don't necessarily need to have a film to tell the rest of their stories it could be that we get just like these little random series that come up even if it lasts a season i'm not saying it's going to be great but i think you'll still be entertaining and if this movie is anything this movie was just absolutely entertaining so go see it have fun you know, grab that big popcorn because you're you're going to love every moment of it. And definitely, as Andrew, you were mentioning, keep an eye out on every single scene because there are so many random Easter eggs, which I love about these like kids animated superhero films.
1: Yeah. And I would uh, definitely if you want to see more fun, lighthearted DC products, uh, you got to go support this one. You can't mm-hmm. just say you want them and don't support this. You got to go with right. this and, and give it a shot. Because in the sequel, I want to see the following three animals interact with super pets. Um, I want Joker's hyenas. Uh, (laughs) I think that's just an easy layup. Um, I want to see Bane have a chihuahua that's on Venom. Mm -hmm. And will like pump itself up and to get more jacked. And then last but certainly not least, I want either Killer Croc, Cheetah or somebody to like be able to talk to the animals just very casually mm-hmm. <laughs> yes because they're so animal adjacent and the pets are like wait a minute aren't you like human and they're like hmm not really and then <laughs> I kind of joined the super pets <laughs> like killer croc is a main villain with like all these other pets I, I I'd watch it I'd watch I'd, the
0: movie I'd watch that a legion of evil was it the legion of doomed pets <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there we go Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that could get sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're actually going to the farm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but um yeah, I also want to see some more of the super pets. There are a couple more actually that I um, <laughs> that I found out about. Um, so one thing that they were actually planning for this film was uh, they were going to introduce Aquaman's pet, which is topo the uh, the, um, the octopus.
1: Oh, right, right. Played the drum and, with yeah,
0: Yep, yep, yep. They were going to introduce him. Unfortunately, it just got too much. And I guess it's probably because, you know, a lot of the movie didn't happen on in any kind of water. So I feel <laughs> like it probably, of would have been done Uh <laughs> We also got um, Streaky, the Super Cats, um, as well as um, Superman actually has a bunch of other pets. Like are, there is a horse. There is a, um, yeah, there's a horse that has a cape. And finally, Batman has um two more pets. One is Titus, which is a dog that we actually got introduced to in the DC animated universe. It's the dog that um Damien Wayne had that he got as a gift from I think it was from Raven at the end of uh Justice League versus T Titans. Um it's the one that where he was sitting next to he was sitting next to Damian when he was Damian was shaming Bruce for um his relationship with Catwoman at the time, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other one, because surprisingly, we do have a WTF moment in comics, um, there's Bat-Cow.
1: The, the lactose of justice. <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's, he's uh, evil intolerant. <laughs> evil intolerant, I love it. <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah, if we ever get for the sequel that um, farm upstate uh we could have an appearance of that cow and i'm with it i'm 100 for it so um yes i i agree to to echo what you were saying if you want your lighthearted dc stuff please support this film it is way better than we thought it was going to be after getting delayed so often and does set up for um the rock to i guess introduce the next dc film uh black adam which Currently is coming out October of 2022. We will see if there's any more additional delays. Uh, so fingers crossed that happens. Um, but yeah, that is DC League of Super Pets out in theaters currently now or whenever you listen to this available for purchase or view streaming. Um, until you get a chance to watch it, take care of yourselves and remember that, you know, pets pets need love as well as humans need love because otherwise Batman has to go to therapy.
1: Yes. And if you see a jacked guinea pig coming towards you, just give it what it wants. Don't try to (laughs) fight it. You've already lost. Right.